SoWin TV presents. Welcome to the Jennifer Sheehan Show. I'm Jennifer. We would love to give you our digital magazine full of inspirational stories. Go to thejennifersheehanshow.com to subscribe. So today we have a different show for you. Today I have Andy Costa with me, who normally films my show. <gasps> Who's filming? <laughs> Don't worry, we've got people helping us out back there. But uh, Andy today is going to help me to tell my story. It's about time. We've been filming for two years, and it's about time that I share my story with you. So Andy, take it away. So Jennifer, tell us about your childhood. How was your childhood? So Andy, I was born and raised in Southern California to a bipolar alcoholic mom who also abused prescription pills. And um, alcoholic is bad enough. Uh, bipolar with alcoholic is, it makes that person just crazy, just insane. The kind of rage that I've never seen before in my own mother. But I was the oldest of four, and so it was kind of my responsibility to help take care of my siblings. And you, you, you told me that once that you didn't know that that was not normal. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tell me about that. Right, so I didn't know that that wasn't normal. I mean, when you grow up, you just believe everything your parents say. And um, uh, my father, for instance, uh, my mom was married six times. Yeah, I think she was trying to be like Liz Taylor. She wanted to see how many times. I think Liz hit seven or ten or something like that. My mom was married six times. And um, it was very hard just to go through that many marriages and divorces. Six times is a lot. And uh, my father was the first marriage, and had us three children, us three girls, and then my brother from the second marriage. And my mom, um, the first marriage, they got divorced when I was five years old. And I think that my father, we were just a responsibility to him. Mm. Tell me how, how your father was. So he was a handsome man, um, like 6'5", to me looked like Elvis Presley. He was such mm. a good looking guy. Um, but he wasn't very emotional and he wasn't a very loving person. Um, he did, you know, help me and my sister get into the army. Mm. Um, we were kind of trained from a young age that we were going to join the military. Mm -hmm. My father was in the Air Force. My grandfather went to West Point. Mm -hmm. He was in the army, a mm -hmm. lieutenant colonel. My grandfather went to, or my uncle went to West Point mm -hmm. and was a captain, mm -hmm. um, also in the army. And my father, I really think that we were just a, um, he just wanted to, a responsibility. Mm -hmm. He just wanted to get us out of his house and then he was done with us. Wow. And he actually disowned each one of us girls one by one. Wow. So it but, was but, my but, little but, sister but, first. Let's, let's go back to your childhood. So your dad is distant, your mom? Crazy. Cra okay, I didn't want to say crazy. <laughs> crazy. Um, how that made you feel as a child? Well, so I remember being five years old and we just want to love on our parents. And I was always like a really lovey, huggy kind of kid, still am, as you know. And um, 
I remember going up to her to hug her when I was five, and she said, you're smothering me, get away from me. Wow. And you know, those words scar you. And here I am now, 50, and I still remember that. So um, that was just the kind of person that my mom was. She just, she was bipolar alcoholic. She was sick. And so... But nonetheless, that hurts. Yeah. And not only mentally, but she also hurt you guys physically, right? Tell me yep. about the belt thing. So physically, um, she just had the kind of rage I've never experienced before with anyone, thank God. And any little thing would set her off. So whenever she would get mad about whatever, we would all get spanked. And she would tell us, go pick out a belt. And I thought the thin ones were the best ones because they were smaller, but they were not. They did the most damage. So we would pick out a belt and she would, each one of us, she would beat us with a belt and welts on our backs and our um, butts and behind our legs. And sometimes it was hard to sit down because she would beat us so much. And she would beat us out of rage. She wouldn't just beat us as punishment. It would be out of rage with the belt. And yes. slapping and hitting and screaming, that was all pretty normal in my house. And yet you loved her. She was my mom, you know? And you don't know any different when you're little. And regardless, even when you're an adult, it's still your mom, you know? But, um... And you, you, not only that, but you had a, a, a rough childhood, you know? You, you live in the projects, so tell me a little bit about your so life. So, yeah, then. so not, not the, the projects, but we did live in some really, really rough neighborhoods in Southern California. And um, food stamps and free lunches and got most of what we had from garage sales. So being our clothes and... Um, our furniture and most of everything we had came from garage sales, but we didn't go to the doctor. We didn't go to the dentist. Our dogs didn't go to the vet. We didn't have money for any of that. And um, I think, you know, the hardest thing when it, when it came to my childhood was um, the childhood was bad enough um, going through all of that, but um, the abuse didn't stop. You know, I, I grew up, I joined the army, I get out of there, I have my own son, my own husband, my own life, and on my 40th birthday, I remember this like it was yesterday, 10 years ago, and my mom calls me out of the blue, I hadn't talked to her for a year, and she calls me just screaming in the phone, you're a B, a mistake, and I wish you were never born. How that makes you feel? I mean, I still have to deal with this all these years later, and it never stopped. And that's what, I know I'm not the only one that has to go through this or had to, gone, had to go through this, but just the fact that the abuse, the mental abuse never stopped. And that's your mom who's supposed to love you and take care of you and nurture you, and it just wasn't there. And I used to tell myself, well, she's sick. She can't help it. She can't help herself. I remember when, um, I think it was a little bit before that, uh, me and my family were at church. And um, I get a phone call on the answering machine. And the first message is, uh, honey, it's your mom. I love you so much. Call me back. And then the second message right after was, you know, you could call your mom back. And the second one was, you know what, don't even bother, you're disowned. 
And all I did was go to church, you know? But I will say thank God that when I left California, uh, I didn't go back. And I would still go back and visit, but, um, but I didn't go back. I just had a, a really hard dealing with that, dealing with that situation, dealing with her. But um, yeah, when I look back now, so many people think that once you leave your house that the abuse stops, but um, people don't think about when uh, your birthday comes and when Christmas comes and Thanksgiving comes and you came from such a dysfunctional family, you don't have Christmas with your mom and dad. You don't have Thanksgiving with your mom and dad and your brother and sisters because they're so messed up. And how do you then explain that to your own husband and your own son? To tell your son, your grandmother and your grandfather are not a part of your life. And mostly because, well, because they didn't want to be a part of his life. And then my dad disowning me, yeah, hard. I haven't talked to my dad in 25 years. Wow. That must be horrible. So when we come back, Jennifer's mom gets arrested. The Jennifer Sheehan TV show is real people with real stories of redemption, miracles, and overcoming. This is a TV show that gives God all the glory. The show is a 501c3 nonprofit giving back 100% of donations towards the Jennifer Sheehan TV show. We also partner with Operation Care International, serving and supporting the homeless. In a world that is spreading fake hope, only Jesus Christ and the Holy Bible have the supernatural power to change people and their circumstances. Production for the Jennifer Sheehan TV show is extensive and we need partners to keep it on air. If you believe in our cause, please prayerfully consider to be a partner for a $20 donation a month or more. May God bless you. Welcome back to the Jennifer Sheehan Show. So Jennifer, you just told me that your mom got arrested. Tell me about that. Yeah, so my mom's fourth husband was also an alcoholic. So out of the six husbands, the fourth one was an also raging alcoholic. And I remember living in Baldwin Park, California, in a very rough neighborhood. And they both got drunk and they got into a fight. And she took a coffee cup and threw it at him. And he ducked and it took out the glass headboard. And I remember that there were these porcelain lions. We had like a sunken living room that went down like four or five stairs and we had porcelain lions. And both of them would pick up those lions and throw them against the wall and smash them to a middle million pieces. I promise you, we went through like four or five sets of those lions before I think they finally got the point that probably not a good idea. So, um, so they're fighting and screaming and yelling people always called the cops on us because I'm sure they thought that she was killing us. So I thought cops coming to my house was normal and it's actually not normal. But um, cops came to the house. Um, I still remember what she had on. She had on like jeans, no shoes, um, a hot pink bra and a like lavender blouse and it was um, all unbuttoned. And she's screaming with her hands handcuffed behind her. And she's screaming at the top of her lungs at the police, kicking them and yelling at them. 
and she's they're taking her away and here I am took my stepfather as well and here I am the oldest and like I think I was in maybe sixth grade having to take care of my siblings wow. and get them to safety and this was kind of normal I, I really can't tell you how many times my mom was arrested went to jail and even went to prison Wow. And it was for these type of things. And this continued until your 40th birthday that she called. How did you recover from that? Yeah, so when she called on my 40th birthday and she's screaming in the phone, you're a bee, a mistake, and I wish you were never born, it, it scarred me. And um, I remember saying, what you say doesn't matter to me. And I uh, hung up and I was crying and uh, I grabbed the Bible and I was like, Father, I need to hear from you now. And um, he took me to a scripture that I, I still don't have memorized, but I know when your father and mother forsake you, your Lord God will take care of you. And that is why I serve him. Because he's real, he's alive, and he saved me. Now tell me really the moment that you got saved. So um, my mom uh, sent us to church camp because it was free through church. So my mom sent us to church camp and um, I just had a really emotional connection. They said, you know, you can get saved from whatever you're going through. You can get saved. Jesus can save you. And I prayed to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I don't believe my father and mother were able to love me. I don't think they had it in them, but the Lord has loved me from the first time I received him. And I'm just, I'm undone by his mercy and by his love. And where they couldn't give it to me, he always has. And that's why I serve him, and that's why I love him, and that's why I trust him, because he's always been my everything. My provider and my healer and my mother and my father. He's my everything. And he's never let me down, not one time. Where they let me down my whole childhood, he's never let me down. And from that point on, from the seventh grade, how did things start to change for you? So, um, uh, in high school, uh, we were kind of told we were going to join the military by my father since our whole background and all of our family was military from day one. So, um, I joined the army and right when I joined the army, oh my gosh. So in high school, I was prom princess. So I didn't look like army type. I still don't look like army type, which is good. <laughs> yes, Andy, I wore my makeup to war. And yes, I kept my hair. But I um, joined the army, 18 years old, right out of high school, prom princess, very, very high maintenance, very girly, joined the army, um, found myself at um, Fort Jackson, South Carolina for basic training. And it was so crazy. Here I was in basic training, there's like four or five like zones, I guess you could call them, with um, girls going under this barbed wire. It's pitch black. Imagine this. It's pitch black. 
wet sand, you've got all your gear on, Cavalar, LBE, combat boots, um, chemical equipment, um, suits, all of this attached to you. With your Cavalar, pitch black, over the barbed wire, three foot over, is live rounds, machine gun. It's pitch black except for a tracer here and there. That's all you could see is when the tracer goes out a little bit of light. You have drill sergeants screaming at you and you're low crawling in wet sand. Can you even imagine that? And no. you know it's live fire above you. So if you stand up, you're dead. And then you've got grenades going off all around you. <laughs> so they're preparing you for war, for sure. And we're just going under this. It was crazy. When we come back, you will not believe what the Army had Jennifer do. A house is built with walls, but a home is built with memories. Firehouse Movers takes great pride and honor in serving your moving needs. Built over a fireman's code of ethics to be truthful and honest at all times, to display excellence, respect, and loyalty. We are honored for you to entrust us with your valuable memories. And we have been doing so for over 20 years with hundreds of five-star reviews. We never compromise in quality because we understand that it's easier to explain our prices than to apologize for poor service. Call us today at 972-412-6033 and let us tell you why we're passionate for what we do. Learn more at firehousemovers.com. By his grace, we live. By his will, we bond together to serve you. The Jennifer Sheehan Show magazine promotes and connects Christians and Christian-owned businesses worldwide. It's digital, nonprofit, and full of inspirational stories. The magazine is emailed, shared on our social media, and promoted weekly on our TV show, reaching millions of viewers. To subscribe to this free magazine and for advertising opportunities, go to thejennifersheehanshow.com. So welcome to the Jennifer Sheehan Show. So Jennifer, you go to Iraq, you're deployed to Iraq. What in the world did the Army have you do? Oh my gosh, Andy, this is a little bit embarrassing. But anyway, so in the Army, my job was fixing and maintaining the weapons the Army had. So 50 cal, 60 cal machine gun, M16, 9mm, I would fix them and maintain them. And we go to Iraq, that was my job, we went to Iraq. Um, Iraq was tough, um, no running water, no electricity. Um, oh my gosh. So we uh, had a chicken and her name was Henrietta. And supposedly if the chicken dies, we're in big trouble. That means we had chemicals. So we actually had three Scud missiles come in. The Patriot missile hit all three of them. The third one blew up like right above us. It looked like 4th of July in the sky. Everything shook, scared the heck out of us. We ran for the underground, underground bunkers. Uh, I remember them saying all clear, and I'm like, uh-uh, bring my sleeping bag. I'm not leaving this bunker. It was the scariest thing I've ever been through. Um, while we were out there, we were in a Chinook battalion. Do you know what a Chinook battalion is? No, what is a so Chinook So a Chinook is the big helicopters hmm. with the two propellers, and it carries um, food and 
um, weapons and all that. So we're in a Chinook battalion, so we're behind, but that's where the Scud missiles are growing, so not a good thing to be back there either. But anyway, because we had thousands of soldiers and no running water, no electricity, you had to go to the bathroom. So we had like makeshift uh, toilets with cans in them. And when you would walk into this wood like box, there were three cans and you had to go to number one in one can and number two in the other can. And then someone had to have the detail. So when you did the detail, you had to, to uh, dig a hole and you had to put the pee in one, and then the second one that had the poop in it, you had to put half gas from the helicopters and half gas from the trucks, set it on fire, and you had to stir it from like 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. till it turned into ash, and then dig a hole and bury it. And that had to be done every day for the year that we were out there. Wow. I took pictures. I'm like, no one is ever gonna believe I had to do this. <laughs> So crazy, right? So you were the pool keeper. Yeah, only had to do it once. So two guys got in trouble playing video games when they were on guard duty and the colonel caught them and they had to do that detail the whole time. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so I only had to do it one time. And you were also a weapons specialist, right? Yeah, so from, from just uh, fixing them, maintaining them. So we'd go to the ranges. That was my favorite part about the army. I love firing guns. If anyone breaks in my house, they better watch out because I'm good. <laughs> But maintaining them, fixing them, and if I couldn't fix them, I would take them to get them fixed. So that's what they mean by weapons specialists, where I would maintain them, fix them. So you meet your husband in the Army. I did. So Sean, we, uh, he did eight years in the Army. I did four active, and we met at Fort Hood. I think it's 25 years now, so a long time. And, Congratulations. Uh, thank you. And we got out of the military. We got married. We had Jared, our only son. Now, there's something something interesting that when you look at Sean and you look at his height, <laughs> and you said, I have to marry him, right? Yeah, six foot seven. And I'm 5'10 without the heels on. So there aren't very many men that are taller than me with five inch heels on. That makes me like 6'3. So when I met Sean, I'm like, wow, you're tall. Okay, let's get married. <laughs> But yeah, so, you know, married all these years and had our son and um, life sure just did get better as mm. I got older, mm. you know, and learned how, um, went to counseling and really learned how to set boundaries. Mm. And I think that was the biggest thing when I, I finally went to counseling. So um, I wrote my book, Painful mm -hmm. Victories, mm -hmm. which you can see the whole story or read the whole mm -hmm. story in Painful Victories. It was very hard to write this book. Mm. I mean... It was, it was so hard to write this book, Andy, um, because I didn't want to write it. God told me to write it, mm. to help people. And I really didn't want to share where I came from because it was so painful to me. And I just mm. didn't want people to know that. Mm -hmm. But he kept saying for one person's salvation, to inspire one person, is it worth it to you then? Yes, it was. So I wrote the book. It took me three years, cried through the whole entire book, went to counseling after, Christian counseling, and got delivered and uh, repented and forgave and was finally able to forgive my mother. Mm. And you also got ordained, right? I did. They, uh, I got ordained uh, right before the TV show started. So have had now the marketing company almost 20 years. It's been a long time. And then added the um, magazine, mm -hmm. which is all Christian now and mm -hmm. all worldwide. Mm -hmm. uh, also added the, um, so I already had the magazine, but turned mm -hmm. it into Christian. Then, of course, the TV show. So mm -hmm. now the TV show has been on Fox Channel 27 for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And then five channels picked up the show, taking it to millions worldwide. Mm -hmm. And then we changed the um, magazine to mm -hmm. go with it. So it's now all Christian, all digital, 
worldwide and nonprofit. Mm -hmm. So all of it is a 501c3 nonprofit, mm -hmm. all for God's glory. And for people that don't know about the Jennifer Sheehan Show, tell, tell them what is the Jennifer Sheehan Show about? So the Jennifer Sheehan Show is about real people with real stories of overcoming miracles and redemption. And we all have a story. And that's why I'm telling my story because it's about time. It's been two years of filming. It's about time for me to share my own story. But um, these stories lead people to Jesus. And we're at a time right now where people need hope. It's like the world's gone crazy. All around us, so many people are so defeated and sad and, and they just don't realize the answer is God. God saved me. God became my everything. He had me write the book. He gave me the TV show. He's made it go worldwide. He gave me the magazine, my family. And there's a very interesting story about the show. So how did uh, Joe approach you? You didn't even know Joe, right? So tell me that story. I didn't. And I have to be careful what I say so I don't say anything I'm not supposed to say. But anyway, long story short is um, uh, after church one day, me and my husband and son went in and out and we gave our seat to a big party of people and the lady asked for my business card so i gave her my business card and she calls me and says jennifer i saw your magazine in the doctor's office in plano i didn't see your pretty hair and makeup i saw light around you hear me god has his hand on your life he's about to catapult you to the next level okay whatever like i didn't think i didn't even believe what she said and then one month later joel olstein's agent calls me and he more or less says, I believe God's ordained you to have a TV show and I'm supposed to help you do it. And then I just started praying, God, if this is not you, shut the door, lock it, and don't let me go through it. Because if this isn't you, this isn't going to happen. And you know what? He told me to become ordained minister. He told me to make it a 501c3 nonprofit. I've asked him who's supposed to be on the show, who's not, shut the door, lock it, don't let me go through it. Every person that's been on the show, God has had come on the show. I can write a whole entire book on miracles from the time we've been, from the time we started filming. It's been absolutely crazy and all for his glory, not for mine. So very, very quickly, tell some of the stories that uh, we, we cover on the Jennifer Sheehan show. Oh my gosh. So there was the sweet little girl that served her husband divorce papers and he took the eight-year-old, the nine-year-old and himself and burned the house to the ground with them in it. And she said the only way she can go forward is knowing that her babies are with Jesus and she'll be reunited with them one day. Another story that's so powerful is Brandon, Brandon Maya, who had a brain aneurysm while he was doing a play, 16-year-old in high school, rushed him to the hospital. He became like 90% paralyzed. I think he's got a movement a little bit in one hand and one foot, and he speaks through a computer. And when I asked him, Brandon, how, since 16, you've been in this wheelchair, how do you have so much joy? And he says, Jennifer, it's Jesus. And that boy, so sweet, just takes his mom out, passing out tracks and talking through his computer and telling him about the love of Jesus. That's amazing, amazing. But uh, people may be wondering, what happened to your mom? So my mom um, died of breast cancer two years ago and God gave me such a gift. He gave me a two hour conversation with my mom um, before she died, where she was really, really clear. And she had been on my website, I guess, and just said, I saw your website, I saw your magazine, and I'm so proud of you. 
And she never, I don't remember her ever saying that she was proud of me. That was just a gift from God. And um, so she passed away and people ask me all the time, are you glad your mom is dead? No, I'm not glad my mom is dead, it's my mom. But I was happy that the mental abuse stopped and I was finally able to get counseling and um, able to forgive her Mm -hmm. and now able to help others that have been through what I've been through give them hope in Jesus. And that's what the whole TV show is about. Mm -hmm. It's about giving people hope in Jesus. When we come back, if you need hope yourself, Jennifer will lead you through it. Welcome back to The Jennifer Sheehan Show. If my story inspired you and you want to hear more of it, go to thejennifersheehanshow.com. You can also go to Barnes & Noble and Amazon to buy my book, Painful Victories. I hope that it will inspire you. God saved me. Jesus saved me, and he can also save you. If you haven't prayed to receive him as your Lord and Savior, pray with me. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for my sin. You rose on the third day. Please forgive me for my sin. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Tune in next week. We have another inspirational story for you. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soulwin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.